0: Hey, guys, welcome to Debrief. David and Ryan here after an episode with Vitalik. I don't know if this is the seventh, eighth time I've lost track. Vitalik's been uh, on.
1: you got to pump those numbers up, baby. Oh, really? How yeah. many times? I the last time dozen. I counted, the last I counted how many episodes we've done with Vitalik, Ten. I counted 14.
0: What? Are you not kidding you me? And, so
1: me? Not you, not you. guys. I've interviewed well, Vitalik a few times uh, oh, out Oh, you're counting, like,
0: conference stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that counts. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's a lot. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been, it's more like, um... And that was like two or three dialogue. Vitalik episodes, by the way. So we are above 15 at the very least. Okay, so we're double digits no matter how you slice it then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the like, episodes with Vitalik are kind of like an ongoing dialogue. And I feel like mm-hmm. um, it's a dialogue that he sort of has um, with the crypto community as well to express his thoughts. It's yeah. sort of similar to, and like, it's, no, it's no accident that often uh, when we have Vitalik on, it's based on something recently he's written, some idea that he's wanted to express. And that was certainly the case this time.
1: Yeah, so we reached out to Vitalik and was like, Vitalik, we need <laughs> Vitalik help. <laughs> we need guidance. Uh, the crypto is d- destroyed. Like, we need we need the the parents in the room to come back and give us perspective here. Uh, and when uh, I sent that request to him, uh, he was like, well, I'm writing this article about applications I still believe in. <laughs> um, Would that be useful? <laughs> Would that be like, useful? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, he was probably going to write that article regardless. And every time I talk to uh, Vitalik, sometimes, like, the short-term... Uh, events that happened in crypto in 2022, for example, or you know back in 2018 when we were coming down off the ICO mania, are just irrelevant to him. And so he started off the episode talking about all the good things that happened in Ethereum, like the merge and Ukraine and energy and account abstraction and all of this kind of stuff. And to me, like a lot of what he was excited about in 2022, was completely not relevant to the events that are in people's brains right now, which is like FTX, SBF, Three Arrows Capital, uh, Terra Luna, yeah. Uh, and so like he's just like it's just reminded me about like Vitalik is focused. Vitalik, this like digital monk of the crypto age, is focused on a time frame that mere plebs like you and me can't like elevate ourselves to we get like zoned in short yeah, term he's, to very the, zen. he's, v- yeah, he's exactly. the monk um, yeah exactly yeah
0: yeah it's funny he kind of so he came into the episode and his screen name wasn't vitalik buterin it was uh sam bankman was freed yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh so you know he came in and we just started laughing about mm-hmm. that it's kind of like funny and i wish we were just, recording <laughs> a big gr- a gr- grin on his face and then also like the way he came into that conversation i think the first question we asked him was, was something to do with like hey crypto's down bad right now like we're feeling kind of like everyone's feeling in in the gutter right now um what do you think about what's your reflection on 2022 and he started with, he's like i acknowledge all the bad things that happened let me tell you about the good things and he goes roll-ups and then also multiple zk evms and that happened faster than we thought and then We had the merge and then we have adoption, single sign on, and then crypto work for Ukraine and then crypto use case for philanthropy. And he came in with like a lot of energy and optimism. And Mm -hmm. what was really interesting to see is like, um, I I do think that's how people like Vitalik sort of experienced 2022. And there's almost like a, um, I don't know, a division of how a builder, someone like Vitalik experienced 2022 and sort of the average retail crypto, you know. Investor slash trader experience mm-hmm. 2022. Yeah. Not nearly the optimism. And right. uh, that contrast to me, uh, I guess, really, really, really stood out. Um, yeah. So he was like feeling very excited. Yeah. I wonder you know, what that just made me think of is that
1: uh, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to uh, assume assume that it is that the longer you were in crypto, the longer you've been in crypto, the more veteran you are. The less money you lost from 2022, Uh, which like kind of is a little bit just what it means to be a veteran, but uh, maybe maybe I could see how Tara would be like something to lose money on because it was a a specific thing that rose out of 2022 is like a very, very specific new thing. But, uh, you probably practiced not your keys, not your crypto more than the average newcomer of 2020 to 2022. Uh, you probably, uh, were able to avoid some of the big rugs and scams. Uh, you probably didn't take too much leverage because if you take too much leverage, you don't make it throughout the cycles. Uh, and to me, that's like what Vitalik is. Uh, and so like, it's one of those things that as you've been in crypto for, like, God, man, being a newcomer in crypto in 2021 and 2022 must have been awful. Yeah, it's like, got to be terrible. It, it has yeah, to be. It,
0: it, it, I don't know. Like, We have an analog. It feels like 20, 2017 when people Yeah, my, to a lot of my without. tokens went to zero. Yeah. I mean, but, okay, but so there's that piece of it. Yeah, if you're an OG, your cost basis is lower and you've been through these mm-hmm. cycles before. That's that. That's a piece of it. But I actually felt something like that, but, like, also much more different because, like, that, that's what um a crypto... OG like Eric Voorhees that's what he that's why Eric Voorhees is the Zen that's why he's the monk but like to me Vitalik was like that but like a little different it wasn't just sort of um stoicism it was actually an enthousi- enthusiasm mm. because um I feel like from Vitalik's perspective there's a little bit of like promises made promises kept 2022 like, was a victory not a loss 2022 was a massive victory for Ethereum and mm. like if you're Vitalik and you talked about these things that were coming for years, and a massive portion of even like the crypto space doubted you, cast FUD against that vision, said it was never going to happen. Um, the merge would never happen, for, for example, proof of stake would, would never ship, Ethereum um, would never get to like six second uh, slot finality. All of these things, uh, there's no way to actually scale Ethereum. There's no plan in place. ZK roll, okay, maybe that's gonna come, but it'll be years and it won't be on Ethereum. All of these things. And then 2022 was a process of just like shooting down the FUD through raw execution. It's not like it all happened in 2022, right. but but it culminated, a whole bunch of it culminated in 2022 and a right. whole bunch of stuff got shipped. So it's more than the stoicism. Like Vitalik was like, um, I'm using Ethereum uh, right. this is a thing yeah. that I helped create uh, and it got better last year guys a lot yeah. better and the the path and the roadmap for ethereum has never been stronger and by the way we also have these use cases so so it was it was not like a long-term holder stoicism it was a just like hey what a great year and you know I, th- I think he was sensitive of not wanting to say that because that would appear tone deaf to a lot of people right. but like if you look at it from a protocol builder perspective it was a fantastic year yeah. for the base layer protocol yeah. of ethereum wasn't it
1: yeah well i think there is some like long holder bias there because like one of the reasons well, the in order to experience some of the big dubs about ethereum uh that we had in 2022 the merge layer twos are like the big ones um and and also just general adoption of payments right like we couldn't have helped save ukraine if uh, you know payments weren't just proliferated as a as a institution of crypto, um, but like the merge and layer twos, it, you don't. It's not like an instant win. Like the merge is a moment that's great, but it's one of those things where like how good it is for crypto plays out increasingly cumulatively block by block by block. And so like the merge makes Ethereum better over time, uh, and with layer twos, it's like well, uh, layer twos absolutely arrived in 2022 like finish their completion. And we are now just above Ethereum's capacity on transactional volume uh, being leveraged on layer twos. Uh, and so like, it's one of these things like, yeah, the victory moment started, but it's the start of the race. Like the with the race, the marathon just got started now that we are post merged, now that layer twos are arrived. And it's still gonna like take another cycle for those things to like actually mature and fix some of the problems that caused such chaos in
0: 2022. Yeah. Uh, you know, another message that, that Sean through. so it's like one one message was, Hey, this was actually a great builder year for the protocol, basically a protocol, like up, that's great. Uh, another message that I think came through this podcast was like, uh, look at all these use cases that, uh, we can double down on and that are exciting and that are in the future. Um, I would say another message that really resonated with me in this episode was, um, agency and that word. And I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm just a, mm, I guess maybe I'm a, a sucker for that word. Like agency. Like I just really like um Yes. yes.
1: Self actualization. Yeah. And, and like
0: Responsibility. Like these mm-hmm. words are like uh adult words. Sacred. Yeah. Important words. Um mm-hmm. to me, like personally, and things that I value. And um also they ring true. And um the the reason I say that is because let's see. Um what what Vitalik was saying when we asked even questions about like uh will this just be a niche thing? Or w- can we expand it to the world? And it was kind of like again, sort of the the Gandhi type of answer, which is that depends on you, you know. And yeah. I'm like, God, he's right. Do um, it yourself. <laughs> it does. It depends on us. Like mm-hmm. it depends on the builders. And the, and it's kind of the same answer with with uh, with values. Um, he was like, I mean, his his thought, his his concept of um, how the world perceives crypto, and. The world will perceive crypto in a positive light to the extent that we actually uphold our values, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, to the extent that we don't, or tribes within crypto don't, the world will naturally think of it. But, like, that's also depends on us, too. That's agency. Like, I think that, that the reason this is important and it stands in stance and contrast is because so much of our modern life that we feel. Um, we feel like powerless, out of control, without agency. I mean, you've you've talked about this concept before from psychology of like learned helplessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's all around us. That's kind of the message. Like everything's broken. There's nothing you can do about it. You may as well just give up and die or just play video games until your brain rots out of your head. And I love video games, by the way, sorry. But like just pick up all the modern distractions, whatever that is, Netflix and whatever that is. Uh, and like, Even no, are bad and too much. yeah, that's not true. Actually one person, one group, one community, one, um, population, one, um, you know, set of builders, one technology can actually change the world. And I think, um, it, these, this, this will be a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. It, that's only true if we, if we actually believe it's true and kind of manifest that truth, And so that's why very much, um, bankless is like, it's always been about a journey and it's about a prompting for action. It's like, you need to actually go West, right? Like it's pick your stuff up, um, take some risk and go West on the journey. There's action, but you have autonomy and you have control because you're moving from a system on the East coast that didn't give you those things. And, you know, uh, you, you didn't have that level of opportunity nor responsibility on the East Coast. And that's why you're setting your, your, your chart for, for, for going west to the land of opportunity, right? Um, anyway, it was good to just reinforce that. And, like, you know what? He's right. We do have control over this outcome. I look at, David, this little podcast that you and I started, and uh, I would have never thought that we'd have senators on the podcast, like people in right. D.C. tuning into this. Um, you know, like, why should they listen to what we have to say? right? But they do. And like, who are we? Like, uh, you know, I'm just a guy. You're just a guy. And we talk on a podcast and, um, I don't know. There's tons of examples like that, but I've just seen that play out in my own life. Um, so yeah. What are your thoughts on that message from him?
1: Oh, oh so much, man. Um, the idea of, uh, I haven't talked about it too much, but like there was a, there was a time it was like 20, 16 to 2017 and really beyond but like I had kind of like a dark dark moment in my life just like was a sad boy um and just like learning learning a lot reading a lot of books um just like becoming educated about many 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 things outside of crypto because I wasn't in in crypto yet helped me kind of claw my way out of it and one of the biggest like aha moments I learned is like responsibility is like the meaning of life like if you don't know what to do With yourself and like uh, which is like a large reason why i i feel like so many like especially men are depressed in this world is because they don't have anything that they're responsible over they don't feel accountable for anything uh and so like i went from being somebody who is like trying to not take responsibility to leaning into trying to take as much responsibility as possible. And like that's when things like, kind of turned around for me. Uh, and like something that's really attracted to me, both about like the concept of private keys, and also some of the values that we try and talk about here on Bankless is like, you know, private responsibility is how we fix the world. And this kind of goes back to a little bit with what we were talking about with Dimitri Kofinis in that episode, if you remember that one, where like sometimes it's just a goddamn layer zero problem. Uh, and the way that we fix it are, like, protocols and s- social structures that promote individual responsibility. Because if the society is broken, it's because the individual is not enabled enough. And so when, when like, we, like, I've always, like, this is just, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to prove that this is true. But when society becomes a smart, a private key, smart contract enabled society, mainly private keys, like self-custody, which you have to be responsible for, like you become a more responsible citizen because your choices you need to um, be more uh, intentful and uh, responsible about the choices that you make, and that can create like the opposite opposite of learned helplessness it can create like oh. There's outcomes of this world that I have influence over, and my choices mean something, and I am a relevant part of this broader system that we call society. And so, (laughs) which is a very cerebral way of saying that, like, when Vitalik talks about, like, yo, like, one of the reasons why I came into crypto and I, I left, like, 12 more years of school and grad school, and like, to fit into this broad machine that is society is that, like, crypto is young and you can have influence on it. Like I am able, because of how nascent this whole entire industry is, I can help shape it. And that gives me actualization, that gives me agency, that gives me like a reason to be here in the first place. Is like the podcast that we do move the needle for not just like you and me, but for everyone that listens. And, and I, I think a lot of people resonate with that. And I think this is why like I had this, the, this like existential, what the hell are we doing here moment in crypto in 2022, because like, who took all of the agency, who took leadership positions in 2022? Like who took the main stage? Doquan, 3Rs Capital, SBF, a cohort of scammers, Alex Mashinsky. I mean it was them it was them in their final moments, but like damn look look who we gave self-actualization towards. And so, like, it's the only thing I really have to as a lesson to learn out as a result of twenty twenty two is, like, we need better people to take more responsibility.
0: Yeah, if you are a good person, you care. Um, be a good person, care, hold your private keys, and then get active. Go do something. Go yeah. build something. Mm-hmm. Go, like, use your voice. Like, go write. A, you know, somebody in Congress. Go, go do something with this mm-hmm. energy. And I, I think the world underestimates like small communities that have massive amounts of purpose and like what they can Mm -hmm. accomplish and that's what i see at our best uh in crypto and the you know the settlers that are remaining and look if you're listening to the bankless podcast um i think you are one of those people like you're on this journey with us um i know uh did you ever read that book uh, man's search for meeting um yeah not too long ago
1: actually yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um you know like his, his whole um concept there, psychological concept is like people are just searching for purpose it's meaning and like that all ties into what you're saying with you know accountability self-actualization responsibility like having a purpose is really important and i think a lot of people today are going out there uh just floating about without a purpose um and i think that was part of like vitalik's call it's like no crypto we do have a core set of values and we do have a purpose uh anyway that that stuff always just resonates with me uh strongly and I think it's exactly what we needed to hear. Um, one one thing I, I I wanted to ask you is like, he said he purposely titled his post Ethereum rather than crypto, and I get it, and I I understand this is an idea in his mind that he hasn't fully like 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 I get it. He hasn't fully committed to this, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't fully committed to it, but um, it's hard. I I don't know that you can like, um, the minute. What am I trying to say? Uh, it's just like kind of metrics. The moment you, you make it a quantifiable thing, then it sort of gets gamed. And I feel like all words that we start to use to describe kind of one piece of the space, right. if it's permissionless and open and there aren't strong gatekeepers, which how could there be? It's a permissionless movement. Then others will come in and try to co-opt it. You know, it's forever burned in my memory, David, is Alex Masinski saying, um, uh, with his t-shirt on, that says, uh, what did it say about the banks? Banks are not your friend. Banks are the, not your he, friends.
1: He, like, he DeFi is the
0: right out. DeFi is the future. The right? way he co-opted that. He all co-opted right? it, and so it was Look, man, DeFi, we had that. That was the thing. That was the rallying that was, cry that in was 2020. our word. Right? And then what happened? Not a year later, not a year later, David, where people like Alex Mashinsky start to co-opt it and use it, right? right. Um, crypto. That was a, a more kind of always ex- a bad word, expressive yeah. term to just not just include the Ethereum, but like Bitcoin. Just like, But now that's been, it's, it gets co-opted. Right. And so we have to kind of reset these words. Or even like there are times where you can't really, like it's it's hard to define what's on Ethereum and what's not. So I don't know um, how we you're navigate you're, this. You're
1: scared that if we start using Ethereum, it'll start to get gamed?
0: Yes. And it, it can also be gamed in two directions. It can be gamed towards a pure maximalism. Which is not the game you want to play, and it can also be because like decentralized values exist across other ecosystems, right? Um, or it could be gamed in like, yeah, we're Ethereum too, and you have a smart contract where you you know like you have you are the complete custodian over you yeah know? you could you could easily run something like a Do Quan Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme on Ethereum and call it Ethereum.
1: Although I do think, um, and I'll put my youth maxing hat on. Um, is that like, when you are claiming to be a part of Ethereum, you put yourself up against a more rigorous set of people who are going to hold you accountable. Uh, and while we did kind of definitely let Alex Mashinsky go, uh, Do Kwon wasn't on Ethereum. Uh, SPF exp- explicitly was not in Ethereum. He was like the Alt Layer 1 supporters. And so, if you call yourself Ethereum, you're putting a name on yourself that the Ethereum community is going to check on you way more. And the Ethereum community, I think, is the most rigorous cohort in the industry. Where there's like a lot of high,
0: hardliners here. All right. Well, that debrief got interrupted. I think we just yeah. wanted like just two or three minutes to close this thing out, right? But like, um, so different day mm-hmm. recording. Ooh. We got pulled into something. Yeah, we had an we...
1: emergency meeting that we had to go to. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, okay. So we're let me really tell you,
1: Bankless here. listeners, uh, working at Bankless, uh, Ryan, ha- how's been? How's Bankless been for you in the last Bro, like few I'm, months? I'm tired.
0: I'm very tired. <laughs> I am like a haggard old man uh, leaving 2022. So um, <laughs> anyway, a lot of uh, yeah, it's just like look, we're, we're building a company, we're growing, we're on this crazy content mm-hmm. treadmill. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, it's been a lot. So we get pulled in different directions all the time. Anyway, it's all good. There's no other place I'd rather be but I 100 let, let me slow tell down. you though.
1: I have eaten only dinner for the last like 2 weeks. <laughs>
0: you so have like Yeah. uh pretty much me too. Sometimes yeah. I've been able to do like a breakaway quick lunch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't eaten today yet.
1: Mm-hmm. I Anyways. got sh- I got real short with someone on on crypto Twitter that I had to apologize for. Because I, I I put I out agree. my Feeland thing and he's like, dude, you just put like two little icons on your Feeland land and then you tweeted about it. And then you're also an investor. This looks like you're just like, I'm like, dude, I had this podcast and I had this meeting <laughs> and I had this podcast after that. And I had a meeting after that. And then I had to do, like write this article and I had to do this. And then, oh and God. then I, and I had to eat food for the first time. And then I, and now I, and then I tweeted about it because I thought it was cool. And I was actually doing this while I was secretly in a meeting. It's like, I'm yeah, sorry. And,
0: and you're welcome for letting you know it's something cool. Like, be a little <laughs> grateful, you know. <laughs> you can never tell
1: people to be grateful. That will always. No, I know, <laughs> I know, uh, but that's what you could. You, yeah, whatever. Anyway, where were we? Uh, okay, point? so uh I was saying you were saying you could easily run a Doquan Ponzi on Ethereum yes. and call it Ethereum, and I was like, when you build on Ethereum, you're uh, building inside of a set of community that's going to hold you much more accountable. That's not a hard and fast rule, but I believe that that is true.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. um yeah, Anthony
1: Sazano, I will say, has uh, the best instincts of scammers. I have B- BS radar is so good, and I haven't. I mean, I don't really know members outside of the Ethereum community like I do inside. But like, I don't know. I haven't seen an Anthony Sazano type figure I think outside he's, of right. Ethereum. I
0: think, but but also sometimes I think um, I love Anthony. You know this, but like sometimes he'll cast the net towards like, um, for instance, a Tim Ferris, mm. right? Uh, who it's just like why should we not encourage this individual for building on, uh, Ethereum? And it's just like, um, Tim Ferriss is not at all like Do Like these two things are totally different. Um, but I do respect when when Anthony says something. I do kind of sit up and yeah. pay attention. We do have these white blood cells, and they're much right. healthier than in the Bitcoin community, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Sometimes the the Bitcoin white blood cells and this reference they is to like people everything. people that uh, the autoimmunity of Bitcoin maximalism yeah, attacks attack the their virus. On. Like yeah. I would say, Anthony's sensitivities are like turned up to eleven, not yeah. twelve, thirteen, or fourteen. Just just eleven. Just eleven. Just a just an extra well what are Bitcoiners,
0: up? man, on that scale? Yeah. They're oh, like yeah. a ninety nine. They're plus, like yeah. unless uh-huh. you like recite the Bitcoin creed, <laughs> mm-hmm. then we you will get right. cancelled and obliterated right. and uh, you know, you're not right. even a true Bitcoin or all right. of this. Yeah. Bitcoin uh, is yeah, one true. Bitcoin is a jealous god, like I've always said. Uh, yeah. Um, but it doesn't need to be. It's just you, mm-hmm. they have imbued it with that yep. power. That social mm-hmm. layer is uh strange to me at times. Just at least mm-hmm. the maximalist one is. Um mm-hmm. anyway, good good episode with Vitalik, right? Um <sighs> Yeah, anything else from that? Yeah.
1: Um I mean, there's a reason why we've done so many podcasts with Vitalic. Uh he's got he's got a good brain on his head. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he's around. You know, I think that probably the moment that I'm glad that we are so far away from is Vitalic tweeting out in 2017, have we deserved it? Um, ah, the top of the ICO picture. market when mm-hmm. like there were the market cap of crypto was uh, just past a trillion and 100%. we had nothing at all to we to like show for it. it and Vitalik was like yo if this continues like this I'm out and that moment I was like no 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 <laughs> Don't Don't you can't leave. leave like we're not done yet and I he hasn't tweeted anything like that about nope. 2022 so like with all of the destruction and all the scams and all the Ponzi's of
0: 2022 Vitalik w- was like it's net positive (laughs) you guys know this and i like i run the risk of uh being called a vitalik simp here but like (laughs) there's no one else probably Mm -hmm. um definitely in crypto but maybe like a human alive Mm -hmm. that uh i mean i respect you in tons of different ways david but vitalik (laughs) (laughs) I'm but. not gonna say I would leave you for italic. I wouldn't, David. I have strong personal like, but like and if you're talking about like larger than life historical mm-hmm. I've said this before, like Gandhi like right. types of properties. He's a monk. Yeah. Best best human. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I know. Best uh, man alive. Yeah. I'm just honored to be able to like talk to him. Yeah. And people will be like, Yeah, you're a simp and Ethereum yes. centralized because I think the answer to that, that is yes. I mean years. <laughs> yeah simp um, for good leaders yeah. don't follow mm-hmm. egomaniacs who centralize mm-hmm. power follow those that decentralize right. it right. that's what he's doing um yep. so mm-hmm. if i'm if that makes me a Vitalik simp i'm a Vitalik simp that's exactly right that's, exactly, <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be that's a great soundbite <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks a lot for hanging with us this has been the debrief cheers